0: Oh, my God, you uh. broke your glasses. Well, that's really
1: sucky. No.
0: That's so sad. What are you going to do? Super glue them? No. Uh, it looks like a spectacle.
2: I do make a spectacle. Okay, sad way to start. Sad, but here yeah. Here we go. Okay,
1: uh, my mic, is my mic good or bad? It's good. It's good. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to number 23 today. Yes. And you, you. Uh, we have, I don't know if you know the peop- any of the people on my left, we have uh, the uh, irrepressible Morgan.
0: What word did you just say?
1: Irrepressible. We have Morgan. Are you and trying we to
0: ha- say irreplaceable?
1: No, 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 no. It's, there used to be like a show called Leave at the Beaver, and we had the irrepressible beaver. What does it mean? I don't know. I have to look it up.
2: Okay, irrepressible, not able to be controlled or restrained. Irrepressible Morgan. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely.
0: That's not nice. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) I'm not that wild.
1: You are. Not really. And we have Justin. No adjective. Uh, Yeah,
0: that was rude. Well,
1: it will will come on its own. It will surface. We'll find out the one for you. Jolly. Uh, You are a jolly guy. Jolly Justin. Yeah, but that's not the right one.
0: That's not it. That's not it. Jumping,
1: Justin? No.
2: Okay. All right. Well, we have a very cool compilation of stories tonight. Fantastic. And I'm excited. So let's just go for it. Let's go. So, my parents are meeting up with my boyfriend and his parents for the first time this month, and I am terrified. I, female 22, have never introduced anyone to my parents, female 56 and male 60, and this is the first time they will be meeting my partner, male 23, and his parents, female 52, male 55. P.S. Sorry for the chaotic writing and storytelling. I am all over the place with this one. Okay. I came out as gay to my mom when I was 17. I am now 22. I am a girl, and I thought I was only attracted to women until I met my boyfriend. As additional information, I have had traumatic experiences with men, and it is now that I am moving past my trauma. Good. My boyfriend is the first guy I have been with since I was 16. Anyway, my parents, a.k.a. my mom was never okay with me being gay. Hence, I never told her about any of my relationships. But since I am now dating a guy, she knows about him. We have been together since November, writing this at the end of April. And Willis, it is too soon to meet my parents to meet his parents. My family lives in a different country, Spain, and they are coming to visit me for the first time since I moved four years ago. I currently live in the Netherlands. And they don't plan on coming to visit again for another couple of years i think it is too fast but at the same time i don't know when they will be coming again so i want to take advantage of the situation i know my boyfriend is the one i'm going to marry but regardless my parents have made it very clear that if i don't feel comfortable they don't have to meet and to be honest i genuinely don't know what to do part of me thinks it will be okay but the other part is scared shitless (laughs) My boyfriend's parents are lovely and have welcomed me into their family with open arms and immediately made me feel like I was one of theirs. Even the mom who has always been very skeptical of my boyfriend's previous relationships. But I can't move past the fact that we haven't been together for long and I'm just scared overall. I don't know what to do or how to approach the situation. I know they will get along and everything will be super chill, but at the same time, I can't help but feel super anxious about it. I am also worried about the fact that my mom does not speak English and my boyfriend's parents don't speak Spanish. So mom wouldn't be able to talk with them, only my dad, and I don't want her to feel left out. I can't tell if I'm overthinking it or underthinking it or just average thinking it. <laughs> I am okay with my parents meeting, any, meeting my boyfriend. It's the meeting his parents that has me so scared. Is it as big of a deal as I am making it? Any tips? My boyfriend is super supportive and says it's my decision, and so do his parents. Everyone says it's my decision, and I just don't know what to do.
1: My answer is um, just enjoy. This is an organic thing that's happening. Take it organically, let it let it flow. Uh, as far as the com- communication, I would actually really think it'd be kind of fun if you brought in the the iPhone, put it on Translate, have the two languages that are going to be going back and forth between your parents. It's where they can actually talk and kind of communicate through the iPhone and interpreter. And it'll be kind of fun for them where they can learn how to, you know, to do that. Take the draw away from you a little bit, but seeing how you can all work as, a, you know, as, as just people and, and enjoy. I think it's going to be a great experience for you.
0: I'm going to disagree with the iPhone thing.
1: Okay, well, that's.
0: that's As someone that has had to rely on technology to help me maintain communication with someone, there's so much more of a delay when you're working with technology and it makes it so much more less conversational, unless there's other apps that have gotten better. But I have a strategy. It's going to be a lot for your parents to meet both your boyfriend and his family at the same time. My advice one, don't overthink it enjoy it. Yes. Take it organically, but because it is, it is quite the opportunity that you're being presented with. So it's kind of like why pass it up. But what I would do is go out to a casual dinner with your parents and your boyfriend one night so they can meet and take a little pressure off him. Let them develop a little bit of a relationship conversation. Then another night or day do the lunch with all of you together. Your boyfriend will already have met your parents. He'll have things he can already discuss and maybe um, talk about with your parents and his to kind of facilitate the conversation so you're not the only one having to do all the conversating or topic creation. Um,
1: Good roadmap.
0: But yeah, I would... Uh, language barriers are always super, super difficult. And the, you just want to make your mom feel as comfortable as you can because it is, it is a challenging situation for her kind of being the only one that doesn't speak English. So just say you're happy to translate for her. You want her to be as comfortable as possible. No pressure, blah, blah, blah. And go from there.
1: I do. I would offer one little more thing. When you do get both parents together, don't do it at a restaurant. Do it at home. You want to be in a quiet environment because, as you, especially with the language, barrier. especially with that older people. I know the way I am when I when I'm at a restaurant when I can hear the frequencies. Yep, definitely do that part at at home. Yeah intimately, but the, you'll have a great time. And I would not be afraid. And if, if your relationship grows and you guys continue, fantastic. And if it should, you know, you find that you like each other, but not to be forever destined to no, be together. Is person.
0: She says she sees herself I, marrying I, I, him. I
1: got that. But you know, six months into the relationship and things, you know, I, 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 I wish him the best and I, and I'm going to go with her gut feeling and say, that's great. We'll congratulate you now. On your, on, oh my
0: God! I'm being the optimistic one, and you're being pessimistic. Too.
1: I'm not being pessimistic. No, no, no. I, I just my my just point kidding. is is let just let it go and enjoy it, and don't and do not overthink it, but at, at all. <laughs> just have fun.
2: Yeah, yes. I mean, I I understand feeling having that feeling of like, oh, you know, it's going to be awkward with my mom, and she either might have a, a you know a really bad time or anything. But I think. I like the just the translating, and you could bounce back and forth on a conversation. Like, you could make it very just welcoming and organic. Mm -hmm. We all understand there's going to be a huge language barrier, Mm -hmm. and everyone there is going to understand that. Yes. So just have fun and go with it.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think the reason why, too, I think technology might not be the best answer is she might be embarrassed of having to use an iPhone. So I think you offering to just translate for your mom would probably be the best uh, solution for this. But yeah, enjoy it. It's going to be fun. They're all going to get along great. No drama.
2: Yes. It's also like very cool that it's all coming together yeah. in that way.
0: I know. It's like they're visiting you for the first time in four years. That's that's a big step. That's super exciting.
2: When you're excited about your boyfriend, you're already yeah. thinking like you could, you're could. you potentially going to marry this guy. So yeah. Of course, introduce. Yeah. You know,
1: parents want to see who's in their kids' lives and who makes them happy. We're not interested with with, with the long term thing in the beginning. We just want to make sure you're, you know, who they are, appreciate their, who appreciate the person they are, because obviously you, you do find joy in him. So there's something special about him right off the bat, as far as a parent is concerned. That's the way we see it. That's the way this parent sees it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think it's great. So yeah. let keep us keep us in the know. We yeah. like
2: we like follow ups. Yeah, thanks for writing in. So we're gonna try this out. We're gonna do a little bit of a rapid fire section. So these write ins are on the shorter end and don't have many details. So we're just gonna take them for what they are and see what we can come up with quickly. Yeah. Okay, quick write in, quick responses. Okay. First one. My boyfriend, male 22, and me, female 21, have been together for about seven months and we haven't been able to spend very much time together due to the fact that we have very busy schedules. Since we've been together, we have only spent time with each other about five times and every time I try to talk to him about it, he says he's just stressed and busy. If I were to try and express my feelings about it, he completely shuts down and ignores me. Ideal outcome, I plan on talking to him about it, but how do I bring up the conversation without it becoming an issue?
0: Wait, they've been together for seven months and only- Spent five times- Five five, times total?
2: That's what it says.
0: You're a side chick. Run.
2: (laughs) I
1: say run. 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 the fact
0: that you've already tried to tell him how you feel and he's brushing off your feelings, run.
1: I I don't see this as a relationship. I see this as an imagination of a relationship.
0: This is not normal. Someone who wants to be with you is going to invest- time and energy into you if you were long distance yeah five times might be okay but you're not so run
1: was that was that fast fire yeah i mean i don't
2: have any i don't think there's much more to say let's go number two i'm 22 and ready to leave for university i am going to university that is six hours away from where my parents live i'm super excited to go but I've been feeling a lot of doubt because my parents keep talking about how far away I will be and how big this change is. I know they mean well, but these comments have torn away at my confidence. Ideal outcome, I just want them to support me in this decision.
1: It could be maybe they just love you and they want you to know that they're going to miss you, but the fact that you're going there is fantastic. Enjoy your uh, your new life and your your growth.
2: Yeah, I think it's you're almost like have this feeling when you're coming out of high school and there is already so much change. Mm -hmm. I think you might perceive people's comments and feelings about, sure, you're moving away and it's not gonna be the same. You don't live at home anymore. But I think everyone goes through that. Mm -hmm. But it's not, you can't take it to the point where you're like, okay, fine. Yeah, I'm just gonna stay in town and I'll just go to school here.
1: No, no. You could take the other a little other road and simply just say, uh, you know, mom and dad, I really, really love you, but- you know, it's going to be great to be six hours away and I'll come home and see you and you can, if you feel up to it. If you really miss me, don't don't hesitate. Get in, get in the car and drive down and visit me. I'll it's be there for you. only
0: six hours. It could be a <laughs> lot further.
1: I really think that they're just trying to uh, make you feel that they're going to miss you and they love you. Yes. Yeah. And out of
2: all of the, well, out of a good amount of people, maybe everyone I encountered in college, you always get a little bit of that, right? It's mm-hmm. a little bit of like, it's big change for them too. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's a little bit of an outlet. But at the same time, as soon as you're there and you're in the rhythm and they can come visit, it just, it all works out. And you'll be so excited to go home and then like back and forth and whatever. So it's very healthy.
0: You can always move home too. Like it's, it's so much easier to move home than it is to move away and take a chance like this. So if you, you know, get to a point where you're like, oh, it's not what I thought. Don't feel right. bad about moving home. Like you can always move home.
1: I'm the optimist. They're going to have a great
2: time. There you go. Okay. All right. Last one of rapid fire. I am a recent widow, new to online dating, but I met a wonderful man in another state and about four hours away by plane. What are the odds of a long distance relationship actually working out long term? And more importantly, should I just be looking in my own backyard? No.
0: Um, No. Why limit yourself? If you find the right person and, you know, distance you can work with and, you know, I don't know if you have kids or if anything's tying you to where you're at, but you might be at a point in your life where you're also ready to move. So,
1: you know, in a relationship, goes. when the relationship develops and you find out that it's really the magic one, uh, you'll find out that organically one of you are going to say, look, we got to move or we're going to do something together. You know, it, it, you'll come together organically. You won't have to force it. Because you're going to want to be together. Because also, you know, both of you are are of of an age that you've already had kids. You've been through this rope. You're 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 in the other side of you're on the other side of the hill, of, you know, you you're established. You have some money. You can travel back and forth for 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 a a little bit of this. You know, the first few months of the relationship, but you are going to get to the part where you're going to say, "No, I want to wake up every morning with you, honey." And that's what just what's going to happen. You guys will figure it out.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Well. Does this change it? Their ideal outcome. I think I'd rather be with someone in my city, but this person seems quite special.
0: And they may be willing to move for you. You never know. You never know. I think it's uh, in my head, it's better to try it and see where it goes than Mm -hmm. always wonder what if. Yep. Try it out and maybe he'll move and maybe it won't work out at all. And then you won't have to wonder what if, and then can look in your backyard, but better to try it out.
1: Yep. Take it organically and see where it rolls. Roll right. the dice.
2: Okay. Next regular length story. Here okay. we go. I've been part of a pretty tight friend group made of five girls. We have been best friends for about five years now, and I've always thought we would be friends forever. We are all in university, but over the past two years, we completed our degrees and all moved on to different degrees. We still attend the same university, but barely see each other. I'd always chalked it up to everyone simply being busy, but one friend is doing the same classes as me, and the other two are constantly posting snaps going out for coffee or lunch with other friends or their boyfriends. I'd been annoyed with the growing distance for a while, but we had a sleepover in March where I told them my grandmother had a heart attack the day before, and was in the ICU. She unfortunately passed away three weeks later, and in that time, nobody bothered to ask me how she was doing. Over the years of friendship, they have all seen loved ones be sick or pass away, and I always made sure to check in. This, compounded with the fact that they always seem too busy to hang out, makes me think I've been putting in all the effort. I've completely stopped making plans or inviting them out, And as a result, I don't even speak to two of the girls anymore. I'm not sure if my frustration is justified and if I should move on with my life and find new friends or if I'm being overly sensitive. I do genuinely care for them and want them in my life, but not if it's going to upset me every time they lie about being busy. And I know they're lying because they'll say they're busy and then send a Snapchat watching TV. Ideal outcome, I would love it if things could go back to normal where we all wanted to hang out and they prioritize the friendship over their boyfriends or TV.
1: I got this one. Start by finding one of the friends that you feel comfortable enough to really talk to and pull them aside and say, I'd like to have a heart-to-heart. These are the feelings I'm getting. And I just want to make sure that if everyone is, if you or anyone else or you know that everyone's trying to drift away from me, I pissed people off, I did something, I want to know about it. And if you guys just really want me to go on with my life and not be a part of your life anymore, I want you to be bold enough to tell me. And I think that's the way to, to hit it straight on. But when you do it, you know, again, I always say do it without tone. Do it with, you know, humility and see where, where, where it rolls.
2: Yeah. I feel like in my experience too, I feel like this happens to everyone that's going through this Mm -hmm. age and these different times of change. And I think a lot of relationships kind of just, and it's sad, but it's part of life. They just kind of fade out. And I've, I don't know if it's a quote or just someone's like kind of talking about different things in life, but they said like your friends from your early twenties, you'll have completely different friends by the time you're in your late twenties or early thirties. And, mm-hmm. and it's like, and that's okay. That's like what happens. Your relationships evolve. And yeah, you, and I still feel bad about this stuff sometimes too, because I was so close to some friends mm-hmm. in middle school, high school. And I feel like it's all just kind of fizzled out. Yes. I moved away. Yes. We went to different colleges and X, Y, Z. And so at this point too, I think there is an element to, yes, I, you can give it that effort. And see if it's reciprocated. Mm -hmm. But if you're continually met with the fact that it's not being reciprocated, I think it's time for you to, and and for your mental health to just start moving forward, start, you know, have new friends. You can never have a limit on the number of friends you have. And if they come back or if they, you know, reach back out, that's when you know it's genuine. But I think if you confront it and say, hey, I wish we were doing this, I wish you were doing this, like, It might come across as like, whoa, okay, you know, it's. Yeah. Well, I.
0: Go go ahead. I think I'm kind of more on your boat. I think life changes. And I think the one, it's exhausting to be the one putting in the effort all the time. Like, that is not fair to you. And it's not what you deserve. You deserve friends that are willing to put in effort to hang out with you, to value you, especially the fact that no one reached out when your grandma passed that's, those aren't friends at that point. I think the one thing that really threw me off too at the end is I want them to prioritize our friendship over their boyfriends and over uh, watching TV. And I think what has come up recently for me in my life and something I've discussed with friends is we're all at a point where we are settling down. We're moving to the next chapter of our lives where we want to get married. We, some of us want kids. You can't stay young, single, and hanging out with your girlfriends forever. Some, well, some people do, but it's, that's not, you know, typically people want to find partners, whether that's romantic partners, platonic life partners, whatever that looks like for you. But people want that partnership to go through life with typically. So it's kind of an unfair ask to be prioritized so heavily. And so I think the, the realization might need to come where it's yes we're growing our friendships are changing the dynamic is changing but also at the same time these people might not be the best friends for you anymore because of the way they're acting so I wouldn't necessarily just drop them and cut off all communication but I would seriously invest some time and energy into meeting new people people that want to reciprocate the level of effort that you give and also you can reach out to these people and Hey, once a month, let's all go grab lunch, stay connected, blah, blah, blah. But if you're the one reaching out to them every time, that's going to get old. And I actually saw a TikTok lately that this girl was like, I felt like the friendship was really one-sided. So I stopped texting first and we haven't talked in three years.
1: A lot of it, a lot of what they said is very true. The one thing that I would definitely say is the, the fact they all ignored you when it came to your grandmother tells me there's some, I believe there's, there's a message trying to be sent and I don't know what would have caused that message, but it's something that is definitely going on. It is very true that people migrate and change their relationships as we move into our relationships with us, with, with a mate or a, you know, a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a life partner. It's that that's true, but it you never, I have friends that I, I, I that I just had a wedding, a wedding with, and we were celebrating our 50 year anniversary of being friends. Do we talk the day, the way we used to daily talk? Not at all. We talk once at, once a month, we'll give each, we'll pick up the phone we'll say, how are you? Give me the rundown what's going on in your life. I'll give them the rundown going on in my life. We'll laugh a little bit. We'll tell an old story or two. And then we'll get together for a family event, which might be once a year or once every, or twice a year. So. Friendships do migrate differently, but the fact that they don't seem to give a shit, they're sending a message. Well, at least that, that's what I read into it. So that's why I really do feel you should grab one that you trust the most and sit down and with humility say, did I do something or are we just growing? You know, and, 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 and everyone has their own thing at their own time because you have already proven to yourself No one's doing anything that important that you guys can't get together and kind of hang a little bit for those nights.
0: On the flip side of that, though, if they are mad at her or if they just don't like her anymore, don't you think that people that are deserving of being your friend and are worth having in your life, don't you think that they should have then just come to her and said, hey, you did this. Like, yeah, people are bad at communicating, but... Are these people even worth being friends with anymore? If this is how they're treating her,
1: I, I'm going to say, gut feeling, no, they they, they don't deserve her as a friend. That's the gut, that's the gut response. But when you have sometimes ten and twelve years of friendship from growing up as kids, there's something that that happened. At least find out in your mind if anything happened or that whatever decision you make to drift and go differently and and no one ever should stop you from making friends anyways. You should always be growing your, your friendship base. And because that's what develops you as you, you know, you, your life, as you get older, embellish more people, you know, embellishes every part of your life. And, you know, you, you never know what direction that that friend will, will, will carry you with, or you'll carry them with. I mean, it's, it it's always a you know, good energy develops, you know, great energy. I mean, it's it's always positive. But I would definitely at least look into what's going on here because there's something going on. It just it just sounds that way to me.
0: Why do you feel that targeting one is better than just getting the whole group together?
1: Um because Don't there, you
0: want to get it out in the open with yeah, everyone. Yeah, but
1: but there might be someone that that might have an idea that you that you were so close to that will talk to you about it rather than everybody else getting there and then everyone kind of ignoring it. It's, you're, you're, you're not trying to nail everybody. You're really trying to take ownership of, if there's an issue, I want to be able to work it out. I've, if I've hurt someone's feelings, I really want to solve this problem because you guys mean too much to me for this. And for, for, for me to feel like I don't mean anything to you, that is the the feeling that you've been trying to put forward, and you guys have been successful. I don't fe- I don't feel I don't feel like you want to be that, that you want me in your friend in your friendships.
0: My fear, and I think this is if you are going to do it, this is kind of my last piece. I feel like if you are going to do it, I'd do it with everyone because I think if there is a dynamic that you don't know about happening behind your back, that one person is most likely still involved. Yeah, well you can do it that way. It might lead to a a situation that turns into them talking more shit about you by you approaching one person versus if you get it all out in the open now. Like I I just could see it going better if you're like, Hey guys, let's all go to lunch, blah, 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 and then talk it out. Or a wine night. Wine gets people talking.
1: You can do that. Otherwise you can even write a letter. And send it to everybody. I mean, it, you, there's different options, but I would definitely confront it head on and I would do it with humility.
2: I think too, it also may just be kind of fizzling and yes. maybe you just haven't connected in a while. And so maybe a genuine conversation could be a revitalization of it. Maybe yeah. you just need to find another way to connect. And, yeah. and maybe it's different than the, the old ways you used to connect. Maybe you have, you know, new interests, new... New ways to do things together Mm -hmm. and I think I think that is true I think there are some some friendships that can fade and almost just for no fault of anyone and it's I think like back to what you said at the beginning Jerry I think if you do have a conversation it can be really powerful and actually not be what you were suspecting the whole time and it could bring it all back together yeah. but with the understanding that life does evolve and your friendships are not going to stay the exact same always. I agree. Yeah. Well, I, I'm living proof of that.
0: Well, and like my high school friends, I talk to them here and there, and when we hang out, it feels like we pick up exactly where we left off. So this, like, these might evolve into being that type of friendship where you don't right. see each other every day, but when you do see each other, you have a great time and you pick back up where you were. If there's listeners that have gone through friendship challenges like this and you've confronted it, let us know how. I wanna I kinda wanna hear yeah. listeners' advice on this one because friend problems are so challenging and honestly worse than like relationship problems sometimes. More painful. Like a friend breakup is more painful than a romantic breakup sometimes.
1: Well, you've been friends for so many years.
0: Yeah, five years.
1: Yeah, you know, so yeah, you can see that. True. Okay. But keep, keep us in the loop.
0: Goodbye, friends. I will not be joining you for the rest of this episode. I have a two hot takes to finish, and I've procrastinated. Bye. Uh, number three.
2: Number three. My boyfriend and I started dating in December. We went to high school together and we're friends and now are 22 and reconnected. I love him so much and I'm really happy. It's my first healthy relationship. I'm going to pursue my master's degree at the London School of Economics starting in the fall. So I move from New York to London in July. I'm really nervous about the long distance and the time difference. He's doing a lot to be able to move to Ireland where his best friend is so we can be closer together, which I appreciate. I had this idea in my head that I was going to move to London and for the first time in my life be completely free. Paying my own way, doing a degree I'm interested in, and single, and exploring myself and my sexuality and meeting new people. I'm nervous about FOMO, fear of missing out, and wondering if I'm wasting my 20s settling down so young. I somehow want to be able to have all this fun and explore and still have him at the end of it. What should I do? So
1: this is all. The, this is following the terms of all bets are off until I say I do. Yep. And the answer really is is that you need to be honest. Uh, what you're up to. Yeah. You know, I kind of opened the door, and I wanted to see what else was out there. Do it now. Just say, look, you know, you're. I love. You know, I care greatly for you, and I and I love the relationship that we share. I wouldn't use the word, I love you, because if you were really in love with them, you, you're you not exploring the what else is out there. Sure. Right, right now you love yourself more, which is nothing wrong with that, to make sure that while you're exploring that you're not gonna find something different or more important to you than the relationship you had with them. You're gonna find very positive relationships out there and you're gonna be certainly challenged. And this is the time to do it. Yeah. This is the time to really find out if, you know, other type of people um, captivate you in your mind differently, maybe on a more positive uh, relationship level than than you were having with him, or you're going to find out that this guy that you had was pretty amazing and you're going to hope that he finds the same because he's going to be doing the same once you tell him this. You are setting the rules to unlock the chalices. Yep, and that's okay. Go, go, un- unlock the cuffs. Let them go wild and see that where your relationship really is. Because some people think that uh, we need to date, we need to commit to each other, and not see anybody else. And the next thing you know, is everyone's frustrated because no one really gave it a shot, and then they're then they're cheating on each other. Yep, it's it's much better that you are very open and vocal about it. So when you're together, you appreciate the time together.
2: Yeah, I mean, I remember these feelings very clearly. Mm -hmm. And I was in a long-term relationship way too young. Mm -hmm. And well, I shouldn't say way too young because some people actually started dating at that time and have long successful marriages. But in any case, in my experience, as hard as it may be, I would go with no strings attached, 100% single. Because if you have these feelings, and I know this can be some of the hardest feelings because you're like, well, I love what I have, but and I don't want to lose it, but I also really want this. And just like you said, if you don't go and experience it that way, Mm -hmm. because you're already tempted, you're already thinking about it, it's going to cause problems for you down the line, which I think you will regret. Mm -hmm. And that's from my experience and just from my experience with a lot of my friends and people I've seen and a lot of stories we read, I just think there's an element to you need to go experience. You need to go settle all those questions and desires and figure. And it'll also help you. Yeah, like you said, it might make you realize, oh, wow, he was perfect, but... And it'll be a blessing if he finds the same thing yeah, and that's happened. I had two friends in uh, high school that split to go to college mm-hmm. and did their thing. They were single for well over two years mm-hmm. came back, got a house, married they have a dog um, they might have a kid I don't like at this point I don't know, but it does happen Absolutely. but and they don't have that what if because if you don't go that way. You stay in the relationship the whole way. You're going to get out after that trip. You may regret not experiencing the way you were thinking. Mm-hmm. And two, you're going to have these what-ifs for a very, very long time, which might lead to bad things.
1: And, and I'll, I'll share this with you. Not every time that we have done this and let them go, uh, did they come back. That's that's. But the, the good news is, it's okay because there is somebody else that won't leave in the first place. You guys will will tie. You'll you'll once you go through a lot of these. They call them, I think, wild oats. Wild oats. But but, but you know, sow those wild oats. Is that a movie? Uh, no, it's it's a saying. But you know, oh. I I can screw up. I can screw up any saying every every which way. The the simple answer is is that this is a healthy thing to go through the only thing i uh, that i strongly encourage is just be open about it. Yeah. You'll you'll see where it goes and this is what when when i use the word we'll see what happens organically, that's what organically means. Let mm-hmm. it go natural, don't lie, don't don't try to deceive anybody, don't try to manipulate anybody, don't manipulate yourself. Just keep it clean. And well, and follow your follow your direction because you don't you're, you're not on a wrong path. You're on the right path, I think, just to make sure that you're able to identify what is the best for you on the long-term.
2: Well, and it's good that you're listening to these these feelings. Mm -hmm. It's good to have these and recognize it to the point where you're considering this Mm -hmm. because I think a lot of people don't when they're in a relationship. And again, I think that builds up to to negative things Mm -hmm. in the future. But this decision has to be made I think long before you jump on that flight to London. I wouldn't have it be some last minute like eleventh hour thing because then you're going to start your trip on the wrong foot. Mhm. Not being fully set on one decision.
1: Well, she knows that she knows she's having these these thoughts right now. She can have this conversation right now.
2: I'd have the conversation but I think she needs to figure out exactly what she wants. Mhm. And like her ideal outcome, I want to be able to explore London and stay with the person I love and not have any regrets. I just want to be happy and feel fulfilled. And like, I'm really chasing my dream like I wanted to. And that's just not achievable.
1: Well, you know, it's w- best of both worlds. Minute, but, but what's her dream? I mean, it's her dream, you know, to go, f- go for her dream job and to get that. She can do that. I mean, If, if she's talking about looking for the dream guy and that's part of it. Well, that's, not bouncing this guy on the left hand and that's right, working the right hand. If you're working for your career and that's your dream job, just to find your dream career, and you know, you know whatever your fellow's name in, in Ireland is wh- where he'll be, is your guy, you're not looking at any other guy, then that's fine too. That will work. But if, if, if dating other men or opening other opportunities for a relationship or your heart, is part of this plan. While you're free in in London, then just be honest about it today.
2: Yep. That's all. 100%.
1: It's a simple thing. I think it it may hurt for a moment for him right now. It may hurt you both. You may be very sad. You did this, but at the end of the day, at least you 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 got it out. You you tackled it. You faced it. You saw what was going to happen. And but whatever you're going through be directly open and honest with him. So he is a part of your solution, not part of your problem. Yep. That's all I have to say on that's this That's
2: it, one. that's it. Okay, so I love this one. We are torn between buying a house and going traveling overseas and a trip around Australia. Here's the background. My 24 female, boyfriend 26 male, We've been dating for one and a half years, though it seems like a lot longer. He is my person, and when you know, you know, and, well, when we know, haha. He opened up the convo around buying a house about six months ago. We have both had exceptionally hard, frustrating, emotionally draining living situations in the past six to eight months, and we ended up moving in together in January of 22. He earns more than me, so can save a lot quicker. I got really excited to buy a house and so I've had that in my head since he raised it. Since then, I've saved around 10 grand, about half what he has already. My parents have offered to pay 20 to 25k. So generous and we are so so lucky and grateful. I think we should continue to knuckle down, save and buy a house. He has recently raised this idea of wanting to travel which he has mentioned sporadically throughout our time of dating. Obviously, because of COVID, this wasn't an option, so I kind of brushed it off. Now we have the opportunity to go to Europe for three weeks on a reasonably cheap trip. His family have offered to pay for flights, so we would go halves on my ticket, so half-price trip to Europe, essentially. And from Australia, we are looking at about 2,500 in flights alone amazing opportunity and so fun to travel together of course however we would probably spend 10 to 13000 to have an amazing trip and i can't help think that this would set us back in saving for a house so do we take the opportunity to travel while we are young and able or after everything that has happened with covid and people losing jobs etc do we take the opportunity to buy a house now knowing that we still would have another six to 12 months of saving left to get there.
1: Well, this is an interesting, uh, it's, I've always said something about relationships and you've, if you've been listening to the stories for the past episodes, you know that I always say the best way to find out if you belong together, travel and decorate together. Far as traveling, it's one of the most wonderful ways to, to learn together, experience together, um, to grow together or very quickly grow apart. True. And you learn a lot by this, this exercise. I feel that doing a house is a, a wonderful thing. It, it's building for your future, for your family. Um, and the next best part about the whole thing, you get to decorate together. That's the next landmine.
2: That is right.
1: So uh, that all said, my vote is go travel. Go do it. Do it before you get married. Do it before you have children. You are going to be committing yourselves to baseball games, uh, uh, meetups and parties with kids. You're going to be doing all kinds of other stuff. Traveling for you and, and him as a couple is going to be very challenged once you decide to pull that trigger. So my answer to you is, travel baby, go for it, spend the 13 grand, whatever the hell it is. And you know, you're young. It's you, you have, a. you you guys have years, once you get back to start figuring out how you're gonna do the next step. But I think this is a wonderful development uh, exercise for you. It's kind of like, you know, when you cook and you get that beautiful red piece of meat that you got from the, the store that's red all it is. It's red, fresh meat. And you know it's fresh. You know it's gonna be good. It's two inches thick. But now you gotta season it. If you don't season it, it's just not gonna be what it could be. If you don't tenderize it, it's not gonna be what it's gonna be. If you don't if you put it on the oven or or you put it on the fire a little long or a little short, you need to this is the this is what this traveling trip is really all about. So I say go for
2: it. But it's also an amazing experience for you individually. I mean, traveling is probably one of the most rewarding things you can do.
1: I I, I'm not saying it isn't, but it's wonder that it it answers a lot of different needs. No, I know. Especially when you're young. So that's why I keep saying travel.
2: But even if we don't let's let's consider this, let's not consider the relationship for a second. Let's consider the travel versus just the house. And I kind of love that you say travel because you're already living together. You're in some situation, maybe you're renting. I don't, I don't know what the situation is, but it's all good. Keep living how you're living. Go have this amazing experience and the houses are still going to be there. Yeah. Sure, you might take a little bit longer before you can stop renting and move into your own home and, and all that, but there's you have no responsibilities right now. You have nothing holding you back from this and you can go have such a freeing travel experience
1: and you're going to bring home the seasoning from the trip of things that you may like in architecture flavors things about your home that you're going to grow together to say i like this like that this is this is an amazing opportunity and an important opportunity for you guys to do together
2: yeah well i've always wanted like i would love in my older years to look back and say wow, I had a lot of amazing experiences mm-hmm. because I feel like that's really what it's about. What are you going to take with you when you go? What stuff? What house is going to come with you? Nothing. But all your memories and experiences will. Mm-hmm. And I think that is so much more valuable than in today's society. We even put a val- as like I think it's more valuable than a lot of people think because we get so in this mindset of school, work, now buy a house, have a kid, do this. And it's like, it feels like your life is so structured, but I like breaking the mold. I like saying, you know what? It might be a little bit financially irresponsible, but that's stupid. So let's go, like, let's go.
1: And, and I don't look at it being financially
2: irresponsible. And I don't either because the stuff doesn't come with you and you will be able to get a house at some you point. You
1: know, I, I, have, I have been so rounded in my life And I have done so many things that uh, I haven't done them in my later years because of children and work and all the other experiences. But I got a shitload of stuff behind me when I was young and had all those experiences. And I don't regret one of them.
2: Yeah, I think it's important. And final note, go on TikTok, look up a bunch of travel hacks because... There's people who can figure out how to spend this much, get this and do this, and you end up getting the flight for a couple hundred dollars and it's just the loopholes through all these partners and and connections and if you stay at this hotel and fly with this airline, they're packaged. maybe you can cut down mm-hmm. there's there's I've seen some crazy stuff on TikTok, so take the time to look through it because it might save you a lot of money.
1: We got that one we, we both agreed on that one, and that one's I can't wait to hear what they did.
2: Yes, me too. Okay. What do you got next? Hi, Jerry. First of all, thank you for all of the advice. My dad passed away when I was in high school and listening to the podcast is really comforting for me. I'm wondering how much time you think a couple aged 22 to 23 should be spending together. I see my boyfriend a lot, but we live in Manhattan. So a lot of the weekends are spent partying or going out, which we do a lot together. My boyfriend and I both have friends we love and want to prioritize, but sometimes because of my boyfriend's friends wanting to hang with him all the time, I feel like I don't get enough real quality time together. For example, sometimes when we do hang out during the week, usually at night because we both have full-time corporate jobs, we hang with his friends for a while and it leaves little time to be alone together. I know we're young and our relationship shouldn't be our whole life and I don't want it to be, but it's hard to know what's a normal amount of time, and sometimes I don't feel like I'm getting that. Like if I see him once during the sober weekdays for only a few hours and half of it spent with his friends, that isn't satisfying for me, but I don't know if that's a me problem or a valid concern. Well, you're a young guy.
1: Why don't you take a stab at this one first? And
2: I think this one is interesting because it's so particular to every couple. I think every couple has a way that they work and some people see each other a lot less and some people see each other a lot more. And sure, you could say that at some point it becomes unhealthy, but if it works for you and it, it's like you're both on the same page and thriving with whatever situation you've got, great. But if you're starting to feel this way, it's not I think work,
1: it's not working for you. <laughs> then, it, then
2: obviously we're not in that situation. So I don't think we can say here's the amount of time. I don't think there is any correct answer for that. But there it's, isn't. It's the fact that you're feeling like you would like more time, or you'd like the dynamic to change a little bit. That's the that's like the concern.
1: You know, it. it you will find out that uh, maturity levels also come into play sometimes. And you know, you guys are still so young—twenty, they twenty-two and twenty-three—and it's, you know, he's—he's he's got his boys. You may have your girls, you know. And right now, you, you, you know, typically women are a little more mature than guys at, at this age, anyway. So you're, you know, you're more about I want to spend time and grow with you. And he's like, you know, I, I really enjoy being with you sometimes, but you know, I got to hang out with the boys. You no. sometimes it even works out when the, uh, the couple are friends together with, you know, the, the guys or the, the other, the other crew, should we say, and um, we've all seen the show friends, but you know, you're going to have to find out what works for you and you're going to have to learn how to communicate. This is what relationships are about, how to communicate with boundaries and in fairness that you can say, you know, this is, we have to i know you want to hang out with the guys on some nights and i think that's great and i'm going to go hang out with the girls or i'm going to go home and read a book or whatever is important you get to pick out what's important to you but but i'm having a relationship with you yeah and a relationship with you to me says the following what i want to you know do i like to you know sit home at night and maybe you know we can play you know dominoes maybe we can watch tv maybe we can you know, cook a dinner, you know, cook dinners together and then go out with friends. You're going to have to establish what those moments are. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, the way that I am today with the person I'm with is different than what I did with other people in other times. Right. Everyone has their own independent relationship. I'm not dependent upon spending every lit waking moment with her, nor is she you know, needing to spend every waking moment with me. We have our time away. And then at the end of the day, we meet up. That's right. our time. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, this is all about what works for you and then what works for him and then what works for the the us, the right. U.S. And when you guys can define those, those needs, that's when you're going to find your answer. And that's when you're going to really say, this works for me or we're mismatched.
2: Right. I have a little more info for you. Mm-hmm. You got more for me? Just a little bit more info here.
1: Oh, he's gonna put it. He's gonna throw a herring into it.
2: I have brought this up to my boyfriend, and he understands and wants to do better. I think he gets very insecure about saying no to his friends or being left out, so I really empathize with that. Also, for context, our relationship is really great. Otherwise, I feel very loved and cared about. We never have trust issues. But at the same time, this is starting to get to me a bit. I've also been in some bad past relationships. So sometimes it's hard to see clearly what's healthy and what's unhealthy and what things I'm feeling because of past trauma versus what an actual issue is.
1: The one thing that you do have that's the most valuable rudiment for the relationship is trust with one another. You got that, you'll get through the rest of this, but you really do, need to trust him and trust yourself by saying, you know, we need to kind of get more, I, I need to get more comfortable with what the time is that we have our time. I want you to have your guy time. I don't want you to lose contact with your friends. I, that's part of who you are. Needless to say, you, you definitely want to make sure that your needs um, are fulfilled because if they're not, you're gonna get bitter and that bitter is gonna become nitpicking. Nitpicking is gonna become fighting. Fighting is gonna become negative. And the next thing you know, you just discharge that whole relationship. Yeah. So think about that for a while and see how you can balance it. It's all balance.
2: Yeah. Well, and it's it's awesome that you guys are communicating. Yeah. And you are also very in tune with your feelings. And you're
1: you're 23 and 22, you're young.
2: You're ahead of the curve.
1: You know, you are very ahead of the curve, as, far as you know, considering all these facts. So you're you're on the right path. We we we're with you.
2: Okay. This one needs the seatbelt. This is a this is a big old problem. Here. All right,
1: guys. Justin's got the one. This is this is like going through a uh, a stock car rally, the crash rally. Get the seatbelts on. Click them
2: in. Yep. There it is.
1: Airbag, airbag on.
2: (laughs) Well, let's hope the airbags don't go off. Let's go. Dear dad, I, 24 female, have been with my boyfriend, 25 male, for about five months now, and it's been fantastic. We share the same values and life goals. He's extremely supportive. We communicate very well together and both want to get married and have children someday. Being at the five-month mark, we've decided it's time to meet each other's parents. He told his mother all about me, and she is elated for us. It's my boyfriend's first serious relationship, and she can't wait to meet me over Mother's Day weekend. My parents are more cautious, and this is where my issue comes in. My parents want to be happy for me and support my relationship, but the one thing they can't get past is my boyfriend's chronic health issues. They are afraid that if we continue down this path of all else being great, and we get married, that either A, he will die young and leave me a young widow or single mother, or B, he could pass his chronic illnesses down to our children, causing additional heartache and difficulty with expensive medical bills. I've tried talking to my parents and explaining my point of view that all else about him is great and that nothing in life is guaranteed. For example, I could hypothetically marry someone in perfect health and they get in a tragic accident. I've told them it doesn't seem right to break up with someone because of health issues when all else is going so well. And they say, I shouldn't sacrifice my future for someone I've only known for five months and I'm still in a honeymoon phase with. My parents' approval of who I end up with means a lot to me, but I'm just not sure if they can get past his health issues and bless the relationship. My boyfriend is supposed to meet them the weekend after Mother's Day weekend, so late May. Is there anything else I can do to warm them up to him in the meantime? I'm not at all concerned about them being cold or rude to him. They're not like that. It's more something they would mention to me after the fact. I also haven't told my boyfriend any of this and he doesn't know why I'm so nervous to have my parents meet him. What can I do to help my parents see past the potential health risks to see the happiness and strong partnership this man gives me?
1: Good question. You didn't tell your parents. Neither one of you guys have asked each other to marry you. You haven't set a date. You've only said, look, we are having a great time. We are going in a wonderful direction, and we're going to continue to explore our relationship. And because you bring me so much happiness, I want you to meet my parents and see if you can bring them happiness or I can share my happiness with them. Now, that has nothing to do with the chronic illnesses today. Now, I, I'm certainly very familiar with chronic uh, uh, illnesses. In my family, I have... Um, someone who is part of my, uh, the children of my siblings and they have a, a, life, a life, life-threatening disease. Had it, they've had it for years. When we first got the report, we didn't know what it was. We heard what it was and we, we all grabbed our ankles and said, oh my God, we grabbed our chest, we grabbed our hearts and we were just so concerned that we would never get the joy out of this person in our life who we love very much against all odds, that person will outlive me. <laughs> the person got married, has children, everything is wonderful. Yeah, the, the chronic disease is there. Yeah. And it, it, sometimes it, it rears its head and then it goes away. Medicine, medicine takes care of a lot of this. But let me tell you, I don't think there's a moment that their spouse doesn't thank God for every moment that they have together and the children that they've raised and all the life that they've built, because let me tell you, they are living life. So, that being said, there's, there's one side of it. Your parents, um, rather than bringing them to your parents and bringing him to your parents and just saying, here's the man of my life who's gonna be my future, why don't you just say, here's the guy that makes me happy and we're just starting on our, in our relationship. And we're going to see how we get along. We're going to get out of this, you know. The, we we both recognize we're in the world of infatuation. That we're only five and a half months into this thing. We're smart enough to know that we got to get to a year or two before we know anything. Yeah. But but we're going to ride this train and see what organically what happens. We may end up as best friends. We may end up hating each other. We'll see. But for right now, we are bringing each other joy, and I want you to be a part of it. Right. And that's probably the only way you can really, you know. Get something with your your parents. I mean, you know, you just gotta live life for what it is. And everyone is brought into our lives for whatever that reason is. He, you, you're both in each other's life to teach and experience something for one another. The fact that you guys have that wonderful connection, enjoy it. Because let me tell you, you don't always get it. True. And if you're gonna have it right now with him, and this is the experience that the universe has set for you, I say enjoy.
2: I agree. And I think it's just, I mean, I know there's like overly, I don't know if it's protective, but just like parents that obviously want the best for their their kids. But I think sometimes it's taken too far mm-hmm. to the point where they have not even met your boyfriend. They have not seen you guys interact with each other. They have not seen how happy you make each other. And they're already saying, hey, it's probably smarter to just move on because either he's going to he's going to die and you'll be alone or you'll have kids that have problems and that's going to be so hard for you without even meeting the guy. You and I we all know the answer to this one. Yeah, I think the connection just so greatly outweighs right. any any other consideration. You just
1: never know the future and because we all want our children to be happy and I understand the 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 good uh nature advice that your parents are trying to protect you. I get that. But hey, let's get out of the shallow and let's start swimming in the deep end here.
2: When I understand that if it's something that like, if it's something crazy, like, oh yeah, he actually went and did all these horrible crimes and just got out of jail. And then your parents could be like, well, you know, this might lead to some bad things. That's different, but- to do it based on something that this person can't even control. They didn't choose to have this chronic illness. So that a reason just to shelve them like, oh, you're going to be too problematic for me. I just, I don't know. It's terrible.
1: So I think we both agree that uh, go explore uh, Stand By Your Man. Yeah. Well, in her ideal... Isn't there a song like that? Stand by your man. I'm sure, but
2: we just made it right now.
1: No, no, no. We didn't make it. i <laughs> You're in the music business. You know know. that
2: song. I don't know every song that ever was. Come on, Tammy, win it. Which what is the word? Stand by your man. There you go. (laughs) Well, yeah, (laughs) but there's probably a bunch of songs. Stand by your man, and that's the bottom line of this thing. Well, in her ideal outcome, my uh, is my parents will meet him and see how good we are together, and be able to move past his health issues and support the relationship whatever additional challenges may come with it in the future. And this too, like I get it. It's important to have your parents' approval of who you end up with, but that at the end of the day, it it's your life. Mm-hmm. And I just, if literally your parents' disapproval was your one reason you were going to leave someone, that's not a reason. Yeah.
1: And your parents are going to, I, I, I cannot believe that when they see you happy and they see you with the person, they may have their worries. They're You're never going to take out their worries because we worry for the... Morgan goes out, you know, you guys go go somewhere and, and and I track the shit out of you guys, but I still worry about you. Yeah, I do. Parents worry about their kids and you're not going to change that. All, they, all we can do is hope that things will go well and, you know, and... And the the sun comes up from the east. It sets to the west and the moon's going to follow. And that's all we hope for. So don't don't think your parents are going to be... Uh, I, I don't believe they're going to be too difficult. They obviously love you. They care. You guys have an open communication ability. You're able to talk. I think it will all be just fine. I'm, but again, Morgan says I'm the optimist.
2: <laughs> but I think it's very justified in this case. Nope. I don't think there's a way to take another side. No. I don't. That was a good one. It was good.
1: Okay. Is that our show? Or we have another one? I think we are. Do we have a Patreon coming up after this? That's right. Thanks for watching us this week. And we look forward to you next week. We have a Patreon coming on. Any hints about the Patreon?
2: I'm debating if we're going back to the strip club. He likes
1: the strip (laughs) club. (laughs) There's always action there. So uh, join us and maybe maybe I can squeeze him for two. I know that it's tough.
2: Not with this one.
1: No, no. Okay, this is a this is a good one. Yeah. So join us. Have a great, uh, great week, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye.